What do you mean he's not here? There's no one in the studio. Usually he comes in half an hour early for the free heating, but today, nothing. All right, I'll call him. Hello, this is Jimmy's Artiphone. Sorry I can't come to the phone right now. I'm away on holiday. And when I say away on holiday, I mean, just like footballers, I'm in Barcelona stealing a taxi. See you when I get back. Bye-bye. Oh, well, that's just brilliant. Thanks for telling us, Jim. Right, this is an emergency. Time to break out the emergency caretaker. Pass me that ammo, will you, Sean? I'm Amy Christophers, and this is On the Left Side. Driven in towards Oxlade-Chamberlain, it's Jesse Lingard, and England lead! It's been coming! Hello, I'm Amy Christophers, a.k.a. That Sports Spice. I used to get paid to prance around half-naked. Now I get paid to talk about football. Winning at life? Well, I think so. I'm going to be the caretaker manager for this show and I'll try not to change too much. At least to start with. Although I totally draw the line at doing the show naked like Ant says Jim normally does. As for this baby oil, that's all you, Ant. I already moisturised this morning, so I'm all good, Ta. Okay, right, this is getting a little weird now, so I'll crack on with what I'm here for. So football had a nice little international break. Not the kind of one that I'm usually used to, though. With yachts, white beaches, bikinis. (sighs) Sorry. Uh, But yeah, the sort of one that involves a game that no one really cares about. And as England travelled to Amsterdam for their game, we found out that even the kids don't seem to care anymore. As the cameras show the players pretending to sing the national anthems, one of the Dutch mascots looked right into the camera, stuck her tongue out and gave a two-fingered salute. Her parents must be so proud. Or English. But I can't really blame her, I'll be honest. I just can't get excited by friendlies. I mean, I did watch the game, but I kind of zoned out. I watched it in the pub and it was a bit like watching Game of Thrones with my mum. Every two minutes she'd hear a little voice saying, I don't get it. Who's that? And why is he doing that? To be fair, I did find myself asking similar questions, particularly every time Henderson got the ball. I just don't get why Jordan Henderson keeps getting picked as captain. No, sorry, I said that wrong. I meant to say... I just don't get why Jordan Henderson keeps getting picked. On the subject of picking, the big debate ahead of England's game against the Netherlands this week was who would be starting in between the sticks for the Three Lions. A mix of out of form, not playing at all and purely inexperienced has given Gareth Southgate, or Gary Southgate as Jose Mourinho likes to call him, a bit of a headache going into the World Cup. And so this was the chance to test some new blood. Not for Stuart Pearce though. They don't make footballers like him anymore, do they? Walk it off, Piercy. He was chatting on TalkSport. And Psycho reckons he knows exactly who would be in between the sticks for England. Joe's been patient. He played the last game. Gareth will know the worth of Joe and and the squad as as a person as well as a goalkeeper. That's the problem, though, isn't it, Stuart? Everyone knows Joe Hart's value, and it's getting less and less by the day. By the time his loan period with West Ham is up, Manchester City will be lucky if they get a new £5 note and a bottle of that head and shoulders Joe loves so much for the supposed England's number one. Pretender to that contentious throw, Nick Pope has also been in the spotlight this week 
talking about the other job he used to do when he plied his trade in the lower leagues. I worked uh, on milk ground. I worked on milk ground there. Yeah, on a float, yeah. Electric, yeah. Yup. Apparently, the England and Burnley keeper used to make ends meet by delivering milk. Ugh, I hope it was soya milk. There have been plenty of times that England have travelled to Eastern Europe to play a bunch of part-time footballers, prompting countless commentators to report with glee that Yimslaw Plagbeslav, normally a goat farmer, had just not made Jack Wiltshire. <laughs> so it's nice for a change to think about the jobs the England team would have if they hadn't made it in the football world. I think we can all imagine Jamie Vardy as a club 18 to 30 rep swimming in a pool of blue WKD. I nearly did that too, Jamie. Daniel Surridge would probably be a nurse in A&E. Actually, it's not really far off the truth, really, is it? He always seems to spend most of his time there anyway. As for the rest of the team, they'd be bankers. Oh, no, wait. I must have read that wrong. Okay, it was only a friendly, but I just don't see the level of commitment and passion I want the players to have like they used to. I miss the days where all the players took pride in the shirt they wore. What would England give to have someone like Paul Gascoigne back on the pitch right now? He was just talking to Umbro recently and showed a level of passion for the three Lions that you just don't see nowadays. To play for your country is something else. It's just when I'm not sure walking up that tunnel the noise and the buzz. And when I grew up, there's a park where you play football and you just put the jackets down and that. God, I'm so proud. As well, let me football, you know, and I think how proud I am to play for my country. Um, I absolutely loved it, you know. I thrived on it. I couldn't wait for the next game. You know, just wearing the shirt with the England badge on is you kind of beat. <sighs> yep. That got me all teared up. That's what I'm on about. Brought to tears by just talking about playing for England. I fucking love that. And I can so relate to that. I mean, I've never played for England. I, I would never be up to that standard. Probably not even Sunday League. But you know, just that level of commitment and just being so proud to do something for your country. I cry when we get knocked out of the group stages every fucking time. <laughs> I'm a passionate England fan. Just ask Wayne Lineker. Ibiza 2014, England got kicked out, completely ruined that dinner. I was in a mood all night, so I had to get myself absolutely wasted. I ended up streaking all the way through Ibiza. <laughs> Good times. But surely I'm not the only one. When it comes to the big competitions, I can get very emotional watching England. I celebrate the victories more than anyone. And yes, I cry when we lose. Which means for me, watching England play can be pretty traumatic. A bit like sitting through the director's cut of Marley and Me, the one with the extra dead dogs. <coughs> oh, sorry if you've not seen the film, and that kind of spoils it for you. But whilst we're at it, Bruce Willis is a ghost. I see dead people. And if you think that's controversial, it's no more so than when Marcus Rashford was denied a penalty against the Dutch. A definite penalty, he's got the ball first, his pace has got him away. There's the touch, there's the foul. But maybe this is just to prepare us for what's to come in the summer. After all, over the years, England have been on the wrong end of some terrible, unforgivably bad decisions that linger on in the memory. 
the referee failing to spot Maradona's hand of God. The England players protesting to the referee, was it a use of the hand that England are complaining about? The assistant ruling that Frank Lampard's goal against Germany wasn't in fact two metres over the line. Good challenge, Lampard! Oh, it's not over the line! Oh, he looked it quite. He looked it, referee looked at the assistant and the assistant kicked his flag down. Well, they didn't think it went over the line in 1966. That definitely went over the line by a yard. And the worst decision of them all? At Euro 2000, when Kevin Keegan decided to put Phil Neville at left back. No! 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 Well, that's it. I've been Amy, and this has been On The Left Side. Thanks very much for listening to the show, and if you'd like to see more of me... Well, no, I don't mean like that. I don't do that sort of thing anymore. I do serious sports journalism. And occasionally, some reality TV. Anyway... If you've enjoyed the show and you want more, tell your friends to subscribe to the show and send them a message on social media to tell them to have me back. I think I'll be back. And it looks like he's really enjoyed having me here instead of the gym. <laughs> okay, bye! On the Left Side is written and produced by At McGinley and Sean Alsop for Abrupt Audio. Abrupt Audio.